90-day goals work really well because they're long enough for you to to see the result, to see the progress, to feel different, but it's also short enough where it doesn't seem like a giant, giant mountain. That that was very, very beneficial for me. It's not like the kiosk at the mall. Instead, you have to go up to the kiosk, kiosk and it's blank. And you have to figure out where you are. You have to figure out whether or not you want to go to the Apple Store or Microsoft. And then you have to figure out where that actually is somehow by kind of exploring in a way. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 995, last week's live podcast, the top 10 traits for a next level life today for episode number 996, are you actually making progress toward the future that you want. I believe this more than ever, and Alan and I were talking about this behind the scenes today, goal setting, yes, is very, very, very important. But I think people put more pressure on themselves when it comes to goal setting and not enough pressure or focus when it comes to goal strategizing. Setting a goal is pretty easy. I mean, realistically, you could say, I want to be a millionaire by blank age. I want to have my dream relationship. I want to be in the best shape by this date. But if you don't have the strategy behind it, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to do that. And if you don't know what measurements to look at, it's going to be even harder for you to figure out whether or not you've been making progress. I did a call a while ago. And again, Alan and I have had a lot of different calls and we've had a lot of different clients. And there's always through lines. There's always patterns. There's often similarities. And I talked to this person about their podcast and about their business and about coaching and speaking. And just overall, we were talking about where they were at that point. And I remember leaving that call and saying, okay, there's definitely some things that are going to have to shift if this person is going to have the level of success that they want in their future. Um, and I gave them that feedback and I said, let's see what happens. And I reconnected with that person probably six or eight months later. And I remember when I started talking to them seemed to me, and I again, I could be missing things behind the scenes that I'm not seeing or this person is not telling me, but I remember thinking to myself, not a lot has changed. And I wonder if this person understands that they're not actually making the progress towards their goals that they believe. Because if you don't understand that, this is kind of the analogy. If you don't know where you've been, and you don't really know how to get where you want to go, it's very hard for you to figure out where you're actually at. And I remember thinking to myself, unless something drastically shifts, this person is most likely going to be spinning their wheels. And again, I tried to give them some different pieces of hard truth based on what I, I saw from this person. But 
you have to understand a lot of us might feel like we're making progress because progress feels different to different human beings. But there's a difference between feeling like you're making progress and having the indicators of, you know what? At this point last year, I was paying off my debt. At this point last year, I remember I was just trying to get right with myself. I knew I couldn't be in a relationship at that time and I really wanted to focus on self-love. And now I have an awesome relationship. Those are important progress markers to have on your journey. But if you don't know how to measure the progress, I think that you're going to be in trouble. And Alan, this is a quote that we used to say a lot. You're going to get feedback. You can choose to get it in one of two ways. You can get it along the journey or you can get it at the end all at once. And if you don't have the awareness to understand if you're making progress or not, I believe, unfortunately, you're going to get the feedback all at once at the end when you don't get your goal. So if you think about it, we're about to record our thousandth episode this week, which is awesome. And we have so many different measures for success. And if you're out there and you're a dream chaser, you might not have an understanding of, well, I don't have number of podcast listens. I don't have number of business dollars earned, or I don't have different scores for different departments. How do I figure that out? That's our goal in this episode, at least to raise your awareness to goal setting is important. It's awesome. It's step one. Goal strategizing is a very, very overlooked, oftentimes not even spoken about part of the journey. And then you have to be able to reflect on your current progress to figure out if you're actually making it or not. It's such an interesting thing because like Kevin mentioned, you have to know where you are. You have to know where you want to go and you have to know how to actually get there. And so I've used the analogy of walking into a mall and you look at the kiosk, the map, and it says a big red arrow, you are here. And then you want to get to the Apple store, which is three floors up and on the other side of the mall. So you know where you are because of the big red arrow saying you are here. You know where the Apple store is, three flights up and on the other side of the mall. And you have a map on how to get there and you know how to climb stairs, you know how to take elevators, you know how to, I don't know, take escalators. And that's assuming the escalators and elevators are actually working, right? So, so in this analogy, here's the problem with life. It's not like the kiosk at the mall. Instead, you have to go up to the kiosk, kiosk and it's blank. And you have to figure out where you are. You have to figure out whether or not you want to go to the Apple Store or Microsoft. And then you have to figure out where that actually is somehow by kind of exploring in a way. And then... You have to figure out how to actually climb stairs, how to take the elevator, how to fix the escalator when it's broken. And again, this is why goal achievement is so difficult, but goal setting is so easy. Anyone can say, I intend to be a millionaire or I want to be a millionaire. Very few people can actually figure out, okay, here's my current bank balance. Here's my current net worth. Here's my current gross revenue. Here's my current expenses. And, and calculate a runway for the plane to actually take off to where you actually eventually reach that altitude in this analogy of, of millionaire. And I think as I've coached people all over the world now, in my older age, again, I'm not old, but I'm 33 now and I've been studying science and achievement and the science of achievement my entire life practically. And I'm starting to understand the things that this industry talks about that are important and those are important, but there's certain things that aren't really being talked about because they're not as sexy or they're not as sought after. 
and Kevin and I want to be the ones who can really bridge the gap between what is being taught and what actually needs to be taught. What is wanted to learn versus what actually needs to be learned. And we're doing that with every single episode. And so I have a story I want to tell quickly. So the difference between setting a goal and then actually making progress toward it is what this episode's about. Recently, I had a conversation with Emilia yesterday. So we're recording this on Monday. So it was on Sunday. And I went to the grocery store, which going to the grocery store on in the middle of the day on a Sunday was a mistake, first and foremost. But Emilia wanted to do this new recipe. And I was in the grocery store and it, it, you needed to get parsley and you needed to get mangoes and um, lentils and a bunch of stuff that I quite frankly didn't know where they were nor what they look like i'm literally lentil is yeah yeah yeah. i'm googling stuff like in the store right and i'll tell this other side story and it'll connect recently we have a team member his name is alessandro very into fitness tracks all his habits uses an aura ring has hired fitness coaches in the past he's got stats on stats on stats on his fitness journey and he said something along the lines and i think this was in passing he wasn't trying to offend me but alessandro we met at High Performance Academy, Brendan Burchard's event in 2018. And he said, oh yeah, you guys used to be so jacked. And I think he said it in passing, playfully, and I don't think he meant it as a joke. I don't even think he meant for it to offend, and it didn't offend me. But it did get me thinking, and I was like, okay, interesting. Used to be so jacked. And, And for those of you who don't know, I have a dream physique. It's a specific photo of Steve Cook in 2017. He was on the Men's Physique Olympia stage. And that was the physique I was shooting for for 40. And again, that's my goal. So keep that in mind. So I go back to those photos, Kev, of you and I. Remember um, those days? And I saw some photos that was like, oh, wow. Okay, Kevin and I were in way better shape back then. Which, just speaking vulnerably and honestly here, over the last, since 26 of my car accident, Kevin, 26 suicidal ideation, for the most part, whenever Kevin and I looked back at any photos or videos, we were always so proud and happy with the progress we've made, except in fitness. Now, this is a fascinating thing because when it comes to business and podcasting and coaching and consulting and speaking and virtual trainings, I mean, when we look back, it's like, whoa, look how far we've come and we're so grateful. Fitness is the one area where we really haven't made as much progress as we thought we were. For me personally, I'll speak for me. Same. So I thought I was on track towards my dream physique. And it turns out back then I was fitness model, fitness competitor, fitness coach. So my whole world revolved around fitness. And I was just, I had higher standards back then. I was more focused on it back then. Didn't have a 16 person team back then. So to get back to the original through line of this episode, are you actually making progress toward the future you want? The truth is, I thought I was. I mean, I've exercised for 96 days straight, and that's a great accomplishment. I appreciate it. That's great. But at the end of the day, that's not enough to get to the old standard that I used to set for myself. Because a lot of that is walking with Tucker, not necessarily weight training, and a half hour a day, quite frankly, I used to do a lot more than that on average per week. And so... What I really had to sit down with Emilia and talk to her about is I said, honestly, this is unacceptable for me. And if you and I are going to achieve our fitness goals, she has her own fitness goals and she has a what she calls her fitness mosaic of a bunch of different photographs of 
different uh, women that are really in great shape that she thinks resemble the dream physique that she's shooting for, J-Lo being the most notable. J-Lo's in wonderful shape for her age. And again, at the end of the day, this has nothing to do with me or Emilia. This has to do with your progress towards your goals. And so I sat Emilia down and we talked. And we talked about our habits and we talked about our grocery shopping and we talked about the way in which we prep meals And I said, to be completely transparent here, this is hard for me, but I think that I have lost sight of some of the fundamentals where I have to be more effective in less time now because now we have multiple businesses and we have a home to take care of and we have, you know, Tucker and we have all these things. Whereas back then, fitness was my main focus. And so now I said, I have to be more effective in less time, not less effective. And I said, some of those recipes that we're doing is going out of our way from the fundamentals of macros, micros, and calories. And so it was, she was pumped, by the way. We got a crushed our workout yesterday. So we ended up going to the gym yesterday instead of what we were going to do, which was go on a hike with Tucker, because I said, honestly, I've let myself down. I have, I have not been living in my standards in fitness, and it's unacceptable to me. Me, not on her. This is, and I told her, I said, this is my stuff, not you. You've done wonderful. And, and I said, I need to really up my game in order to achieve my goals and make progress towards the goals that are valuable to me. And she was pumped because she wants to up the game too. And she immediately, we were talking about 0.4 times her body weight for grams of protein. And she's got calculators and whiteboards and we're, we're doing it. But essentially that was a tough conversation with myself. And then a tough conversation with Emilia of like, listen, I thought I was making more progress than I really was. And I got all the feedback at once. And luckily, I didn't wait until I was 40 to realize, you know, I've really not been making progress, as much progress as I thought. Hello, my name is Eddie Pinero. I'm the founder of Your World Within. And I wanted to take a second and just express how valuable working with Alan has been, uh, both personally and professionally. I think uh, his ability to help me create clarity and and maintain focus on my big picture goals has been huge. But also, and this is just as important, you know, he's been a huge asset with the roadmap as well, the day-to-day things, the little things that we sometimes overlook. Uh, And those two things in tandem have been a huge lift and uh, just a tremendous return on investment. And I think anyone looking to, um, you know, grow themselves, grow uh, a business or or both, um, you know, would truly benefit from having Alan as an ally along the way. Uh, Again, great mind, but more importantly, solid dude. We get to have these conversations every week, which is wonderful, Alan. And I think that's one of the reasons you and I make pivots so quickly is because we'll check in and we'll say today, for instance, we went through the finances and you and I were like, oh, okay, some things have to change in order to hit the goals that we want to hit. But the question that you have to ask yourself if you're out there and you're watching this, if you're listening to this, is how often are you actually checking in? Because I do think and I, I'm definitely guilty of this because I didn't always know how to measure progress. I didn't understand. I remember, I think about, and I've told this before on the podcast, but there was a time long before Alan and I were working together where we were just friends and I knew Alan understood finances very well. I don't know how I knew that. I just knew he was further along than I was. And I remember saying, my goal at the time was to pay off my debts. And I had $7,000 on my Discover card. That was the only debt I had other than my car, but that wasn't, I didn't really care. It wasn't that big of a deal. And I remember that was my goal, but I had no idea how to, how to do it. I knew I had to make more money and I knew I had to save more money. And awesome, those are a couple pieces of the 
strategic puzzle. But I remember I texted Alan and said, hey man, am I safe to pay off my debt? And he said, how much money do you have in the bank? And I think I said 15,000. And he's like, how much is your debt? And I think I said seven. And he's like, yeah, man, you're good. And I was like, you sure though? I have enough money. I'll have enough money left over. And I think you said you're going to have, yeah, $8,000 left over. Is that enough? And I said, well, yeah, for sure. I just needed a little bit more of a push in terms of the awareness and the side of strategy. I was very close to accomplishing my goal, but I was not able to pull the trigger by myself. And I think a lot of us might be there. You know, I am not the strategic one between Alan and I. Alan is way more strategic than I am. So I need that. I often go to Alan and say, hey, are we making progress towards this or not? I don't always know because I feel like we're doing great, but that's compared to how I felt at this time last year. So that's super important. And one thing I'll say, last thing I'll say on at least the goal setting side of things. So are you actually making progress towards the future you want? We have to figure out what that part of the future is. I would say start with 90 day goals. That's very beneficial for me. I always try to give that advice because it's long enough where you can actually see change, but it's not too long where you're going to forget. So set two under health, two under wealth, two under love. So under health, it could be, uh, sorry, set one under each. Under health, it could be I'm going to lose 12 pounds in 12 weeks. That's a good one. I'm going to get 10 new clients or I'm going to accomplish blank at work, right? Something specific. If you're not an entrepreneur, if you work for a company, figure out what you can do there. And then something for love as well, whether it's self-love or love with a, a partner, a friend, family. 90-day goals work really well because they're long enough for you to, to see the result, to see the progress, to feel different, but it's also short enough where it doesn't seem like a giant, giant mountain. That, that was very, very beneficial for me. Yeah, it's a really good sweet spot where the the reward is big enough to excite you, but not overwhelming enough to crush you type of thing. Whereas in a decade, it can be too far out there where you it's just it's just you know hard to believe in and hard to believe it'll be worth it. So the last thing that I want to say before we move on from this episode is I think it's important to not suffer from what Kevin referred to, which is drift. And I've used this in past speeches, so I just want to give it to the listeners here. And I've heard this somewhere, I forget who said it, but if you've ever been on an inner tube at the beach and you were to be looking around relaxing and then you suddenly realize that you're like a mile down the beach from your towels, that's because of the tide. It was so subtle, you didn't check in, you didn't check in, you didn't check in. Maybe you were enjoying the sun, enjoying the waves, enjoying the weather, whatever, and then all of a sudden you look up and you realize that you're so far off course and you're a mile down the beach when you didn't even realize and it was only 10 minutes. And so when it comes to making progress towards your goals, whether it's the scale or it's looking at your bank account or it's checking in in your intimate relationship like Emilia and I's cornerstone question of is there anything bothering you lately that you wish didn't but it still sort of does or Kevin and I doing the finances for our business every Monday, you, you have to check in. One of the reasons why I screwed up on the fitness front is I just wasn't really checking in. I mean, I I wasn't looking back at those old photos. I had a misunderstanding about how in shape I used to be versus now because after COVID and those three months without a gym, and again, I don't want to blame COVID, but that really did mess with me. It really did. I, Dude, I remember working out in my closet. I couldn't squat. And then I also got a groin injury as well, which again, I know Kevin's sick of hearing about. But at the end of the day, there are all these reasons and I'm not using them as excuses. It's on me. I take ownership. 
but I should have checked in more consistently. I should have looked back at old photos. I should have maybe had a coach with check-in photos. I should have, I mean, Kev, one more thing I'll say. You and I used to be surrounded by bodybuilders all the time. I also, this is another thing, share quickly. Impact Fitness is the gym that I used to go to before Emilia and I lived together. Now we go to Anytime Fitness, which is two minutes down the road. Impact Fitness has a lot of fitness competitors. So I used to constantly get the feedback of other athletes that are stronger than me and in better shape than me, and I miss that feedback. And a lot of people are thinking, well, I don't want to go to a gym where I'm surrounded by other athletes that are all killing it because that's going to make me feel bad about myself. This is a challenge skills sweet spot for each of you. Maybe it's 90-day goals. Maybe it's six-month goals. Maybe it's a year out. Maybe it's 10 years out. I don't know. It all depends on what you're comfortable with. But I would say find your own unique sweet spot and then figure out what to measure and how often to sort of check in on it. On the NLU team, we're very grateful. We have Alessandro behind the scenes checking in our on our PPT. We have weekly momentum reports for every single department. And we're very blessed because we're on these cameras so often talking about goals and dreams. So we're so we're so often checking in on it. And we track our listens, we track our finances, we track our weight. And we have a actually a team dashboard with all of our weights together. Um, most of the team is on that as well. So we have a lot of accountability built into our lives and we want to help you do the same. Next level nation. I was on a podcast the other day and when you're on shows, one of the things they say is, what do you want to promote? What do you want to sell? What's the link to the thing you want to sell? And I said, I don't have any interest in selling anything. We have a course that's completely free that we created that I'm happy to give to your listeners, but my goal is not to sell anything to anybody. I just want to help people get to the next level of their lives. So if you haven't heard us talk about this free course, it's on our website. It's an hour and a half. So Alan and I, when we were creating this, I remember that we had this conversation of, hey, we're going to create a course. And I was like, yeah, we're going to charge for it. It's going to be super valuable. It'll be 50 bucks or 75 bucks or whatever it is. And afterwards, Alan and I had a conversation. He said, Kev, I really think this should be free. It's super valuable. I know it took us a lot of time to do, but I think it would be good to give this away for free. That's what we ended up doing. A lot of people, when they create a free piece of content, they want to make it as simple as possible, right? It's a PDF. It's a a five-step thing. Alan and I sat in the studio for 24 hours combined on a Sunday, recorded this, and we want you to have it for free. It's what we think are the most important fundamentals to get to the next level of your life. You can download the course. There's worksheets. Share it with a friend. Do it with a friend, whatever. At the end of the day, we just want to help you get to the next level. It will be in the show notes below. Also, if you feel like you don't have a ton of clarity, you feel like you don't have a ton of guidance, you feel like you're alone, you're in lonely land, right? You don't fully fit in with your old friends and associations and family members that don't have goals and dreams, that aren't dream chasers, but yet you're also now surrounded by dream chasers and you don't feel like you fit in there either. That's called lonely land. If you if you feel like you're there and you're alone towards your goals and you feel like your past friends and family don't respect you or your goals, but you also don't feel fully fit in with the Brendan Burchards of the world yet, yet is the key word, group coaching is for you. We designed this to put you on a sports team in this analogy of like-minded individuals toward a common goal. And the common goal is to go from six habits to nine habits to 12 habits and to learn as much as possible. And it goes very well with what we talked about on this episode, which is 90-day goals. Achieve more in 90 days than you ever have. It's completely private. It's a safe space, judgment-free zone to be vulnerable and um, the link will be in the show notes. Please join us, Group 7. And if you're on YouTube, there's a banner right there. 
Next, Level Nation, tomorrow for episode number 997. It is last week's live Q&A. What is the difference between bragging and celebrating wins? I know oftentimes when I say, hey, give me a win. What's a win that you have? People are hesitant to do it because they are afraid that they're bragging. But if you say, hey, what's one loss you had this week? They're very, very quick to come up with those. So if that is something you struggle with, please listen to that episode. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at ALazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.